What's up, Video Landers? I'm Jesse. I'm Brian. And I'm Seth. And welcome to episode 241. But before that... So, we are with... Recover. We're there. So, down here in the Dragon's Den, where we record... We are critics with attitude. Yep. We're going to share some uh, kind of interesting, I wouldn't call them spoilers unless someone hasn't read these particular uh, arcs, but yeah. either way, we, we're going to say some stuff and uh, you might not want to hear it because either you don't know it or because we don't believe in censorship and we're going to say some naughty things. Yes. So, Video Landers, Brad is unfortunately out again this week and he was like, Seth, talk about whatever you want. Unfortunately. So, so I'm, I am I was like, all right, fine. I'm just going to do something hard. I am, and I asked my crew here tonight, guys, if you were stranded on a deserted island and you could only take five comic book story arcs with you to read for the rest of your life, what would they be? Jesse, help the audience. Uh, give, give us a background. How long have you been reading comics? Why did I pick you for the crew? Uh, I've been reading comics probably since I was about 10 years old. Mm -hmm. um, been truly collecting since I was about 15 or 16, so I love reading them all. I love the big kids, I love the small indie stuff. There's so many options and so many plethoras and genres to choose from, and you can't go wrong with pretty much just like choose your own ice cream in every comic book world. Unless it's Deadpool flavor. Unless it's Deadpool flavor. It's right it's, out. Yeah. He's kind of like icing he's but he's like he's that kind of he's like on. that crackle coating that you don't want on any other ice cream but some of the but the people are going to put it on there and then tell you that it's good here have more sprinkles I no was, i'm good no sp i fine. was gonna i was just gonna equate him to like he's icing so like when you're reading it's like ah this is icing and then like seven bites in you're like Oh, I'm only eating icing. <laughs> it's got a, oh, there's no substance here at all. I'm covered in icing. Brian, what about you? you um, I'm opinionated about my comic books, and it is from a long-lasting love of all things literature. Yeah? Which I believe comic books are a big foundation of young literature. Gotcha. I think they're a, a bridge from reading like the Sunday funnies when you're six years old yeah. to actually turning pages in other books. I think they're a bridge gap. And mm -hmm. I think that it's been that way for me and adults can totally get into comics. Okay. Always have been, always will be. Comics for life. Gotcha. So, um, with me, it's been weird because I, so I was a kid, I read them, I have fond memories of going to Blue Moon when I was a child and uh, when they were on Earl Avenue and uh, then, like, uh, I was strange in high school. I don't know. That's a whole episode in of itself that, like, my whole path. Like, Brad never did the AV adventure episode two with me where it was like, hey, this is the journey of Seth. We've never gotten that. The journey of Seth. Yeah. So, like, I was weird in high school. And then, like, after high school, I got kind of got back into comics again. Okay. And then... Uh, and then I just haven't really looked back because I was just like I just embraced it. I was like I like this stuff. I don't care. I, I'm I don't really. Uh, well, um, and it's like what Jesse said. There's so much out there now. Mm -hmm. If you find one that's crap, like Deadpool, there's ten others that are great. Yeah, like Aquaman. I got gotcha. you. So uh, let's. Uh, what are some honorable mentions from you guys? Let's start out with those really quick. Just to, do you have any like some stuff that almost made the list but couldn't just to get a kind of feel what your guys' list look like. 
Yeah, uh, I started, uh, one of the ones I started off, probably one of my favorites was um, JSA, the Jeff Johns run in the early 2000s. Awesome. It was just a fantastic, several fantastic story arcs where they brought so many different uh, characters, classic Golden Age characters, and their modern counterparts, and it just kept growing and getting more and more uh, interesting. But the beginning is just beautiful with your big three of Jay Garrick, um, uh, Alan, um, the original Scott, Green Lantern, Alan Scott, Scott. Scott. Yeah. Yep, and um, Dr. Fate. I mean, there's just so many options, but I love that. Uh, one of the ones I like currently is Archer and Armstrong. It's inane, slightly ridiculous, and it just... It, you have Obadiah Archer who has that loving innocent worldview and you've got Armstrong who's a drunken asshole and that's the best part about him <laughs> because it's it's the perfect odd couple uh, and then after that uh, I always have to show up for uh, one of my favorites was Ed Brubaker's Bucky Cap arc after mm. he became when he became Captain America it just proved out that he was completely different than Cap in every aspect of how he attacked a problem his grit and that he was Still a little more human, um, not like they put him out in the movies as being that kind of just under uh, super soldier. Um, then I'd have to finish it out with Preacher. Just a love for that book, and it was the Until the End of the World, where we learn about how Jesse Custer grew up and the super shitty life he had beforehand. <laughs> oh, if you want to read some things that'll make you quiver, Garth Ennis is a master at... Those guys are just... I mean, you just have to read it. There's no option in that end. What do you think about the uh, TV show? The TV show has lovingly put a lot of effort into it, and they keep, I feel like they keep everything together, and they, they still do their own thing, but they are giving good strength to the book still. I was gonna say, I'm a big fan. I think, yeah. I think the TV show is doing a really good job. And Dominic just, Cooper like, yeah. really captures that. Uh, and I like how they switched Tulip up. Uh, and made her a slightly different character, but it's it got picked up for a third season, so it's coming back. Doing something right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, so my my first two primary ones... Like uh, honorable mentions? Honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, Killing Joke. I adore that book because of the, the kind of cliffhanger-y ending, and it's what actually made the movie version kind of a letdown for me. Uh, because they didn't do the cliffhangery version. And there's a lot you, they did with that movie. Yeah. There was a lot. They, <laughs> there's a lot they did that yeah. wasn't so mm-hmm. fabulous. Took mm-hmm. a lot of liberties. Mm-hmm. A lot of liberties. Mm-hmm. Um, the most recent uh, Red Lanterns arc with Guy Gardner, uh, where he takes over from uh, Atrocitus and kind of runs a sort of I don't I don't want to say like a newer friendlier Red Lanterns because they're not kind of like an anti-hero Red Lantern. Yeah, it's like an entire <clears throat> crew full of anti-heroes uh, where they claim Earth, you know, as if all cores if all the cores can uh, claim a sector, they then, just claim uh, Earth. They're like, we'll protect Earth. We got this. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Green Lantern Corps kind of freak out a little bit. They're like, no, 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 no. You can't, you can't, we, there, we've got like four Green Lanterns, and Guy Gardner's like, and I was one of them, and I've now part of a different core, so my job's just changing slightly. Mm-hmm. Now I puke fire, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, you know, all, all is well. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm trying to find, I'm actually on my phone right now, trying to remember the, the side title of it. The, 
not the primary Civil War series, but the offshoot that was just about the like social repercussions surrounding. Oh, wasn't that like uh, surrounding Speedball when he turned Independence? What was that? It was called? Civil War. It had a it had a subtitle. Like aftermath, or not aftermath, but, but like front line. Something something yeah. like that. I think front line. I couldn't. I can't remember for the life of me. I'm trying to find it. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Uh, but it was that uh, that series. I thought was better than the regular Civil War. Okay. Um, because it got into it. It saw just how bad Speedball felt about what happened. He took it. You know, he took the whole brunt of everything. You know, the press. It was it was very it was an extremely like poignant political drama mm-hmm. and not about superheroes fighting superheroes fighting villains fighting villains like the other book was. So if you wanted to get all of your beatdowns, you read the first book and then you'd go read this other thing mm-hmm. and go, "Oh man, there's so much going on with the government and the people." And then that's where you got to see the transition from speedball to penance to see the inside of his horrible pain armor and Gotcha. It was a really it was a it was a great arc. Like yeah. I've never taken Speedball seriously yeah. ever. <laughs> it was a big it was a big switch for Speedball, especially. Just it was a very dark switch. Yeah. Um, and it kind of really encompassed how tragic the moment was mm-hmm. that I don't think the comics really that the main series ever really delved into, but it really showed that you know that PTSD horror mm-hmm. of it. So, so. Uh, my top five, like, uh, so I've got like Spider-Man Carnage. It was like two ninety nine or two ninety nine, three hundred, three hundred one. It was like right around that area. It's the first three issues that Carnage is in, and uh, I have a very love hate relationship with Venom and Carnage. Mm. But um, who drew it? What's his Mark name? Bagley. Yeah, Mark oh. Bagley. Like he's he drew my youth. <clears throat> um, basically, oh, yeah, that he yeah. he drew Spider-Man, and I just I love how that book looks. It's a nice tight three issues it's uh, it's nice uh watchman two i like if i'm on a deserted island i already want to put a bullet in my mouth after i get done reading the watchman i kind of want to put a why do i want to <laughs> why that just seems like uh yeah why would i want to do that and then uh what i didn't put watchman on my list because i didn't see it i don't see it as an arc it's actually a novel I don't know. I mean, it's a like, story. I mean, especially no, I, I with what they're doing next. Like, well, then now that now that it's gone further, yeah. yeah. But I, mean, I guess I guess I probably should have put it on my if list. If you care for Alan Moore, it is just The Watchmen. All yeah. the rest of the new stuff does is just is is a money grab. I'll but we don't honest, know. It could be good. Jeff Johns is a good writer. Have you read it? They've released the first twelve issues or uh, uh, the first twelve pages. I have not yet. Um, I, I will reserve judgment until I read it. Okay, I've read it. I, I haven't. Uh, yet. Okay, uh, yeah, I want I, to, but I haven't. I was surprisingly pleased. I was Sweet. like, "This reads better than what I thought it was going to." Yeah. Um, then uh, Flashpoint and uh, Infinite Crisis also are on there. So, so yeah, uh, Jesse, how about you hit us with your uh, number five? Uh, number five, uh, I was going to go with. Um, it's been a love of mine for a long time, and I jumped on the bandwagon. A little late into it, but it was uh, Invincible from Image Comics. Ooh, uh, Robert Kirkman, uh, Ryan Otley. Um, it's just a gorgeous book. Corey Walker did the original art. Um, the one I did the arc was called uh, Three's Company. Um, it's really that's a that's the point past where he's gotten a lot of the bigger stuff, but he started to really come into his own, uh, which is Invincible. Mark Grayson, son of a superhero, normal kid at first, but then. Midway into the first issue, he finds out he gets powers. 
goes bananas and it's but it's it's more realistic and more drama filled than your average superhero story he really gets to grow um i really loved it because he got to you really watch him come onto his own after all the tragedy that happened beforehand um he gets into his first i feel like real big fight against angstrom levy who genuinely goes after his family and invincible loses his shit and starts beating the shit out of angstrom levy across multiple worlds and then he gets stranded and he's stuck because he killed the bad guy and now he can't do anything and then he eventually gets back home and there's a lot of people but i mean it's just the biggest portion of the changes where mark really sees himself sees himself grow up and starts to look at the world in a new light towards the end of it so it's a great growth series and i felt like invincible is one of the most fantastic comic books out there if you haven't had the opportunity to read it um it has its ups and downs but it's not your average comic that can be very dark and very bright and shiny at the same time so Sweet. that's my number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number five has to do with a character who's most recently shittily portrayed on the silver screen, Nightfall. Who? Bane. Oh, okay. So Gosh, yeah. I I loved the the you know. Uh, uh, Lay yourself in the back. I was born in the darkness. So I I like this the the idea of Bane in the comics. I think he's a much cooler character than the one than the one they tried to create for the t- the the movies. There's like pieces of him there in the movies. Very little. Very like little. he's obviously like they just don't go into it. But like yeah. he's obviously some sort of genius. He's obviously like you know we're well well read at least. Um, He's tough. I mean, like, he's, again, he's missing a lot of the cool things that make Bane cool, yeah, but yeah. they're kind of there. Dude, the, when Heath Ledger bit. died, man, there was just no fixing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, you can, you can really say that. <laughs> like, they're, they're, they're down really a dark night from that I mean, yeah. let's be honest. I mean, uh, they weren't coming back. Honestly, I mean, I love Bane, but I my the reason why I like Nightfall is actually the um, Nightwing taking over as Batman for a short period of time. I thought Azrael yeah, took that, over. Well, that's bo- no. it, it's because Grayson couldn't couldn't cut it. He couldn't handle it. Okay, mm-hmm. it was it being Batman sucks. Okay, and uh, that's when Azrael takes over and builds the new suit with the claws and the yeah. you know spiky batarangs and leg pouches. Uh, it's the nineties, man. It, oh, yeah, 90s. pouches. Got to have pouches on your thighs. Pouches what are you carrying in there? Oversized armor. Yeah. My my wallet and uh, my shoulder polish yeah. because my shoulders are huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, uh, it, one of my favorite scenes is in Nightfall is where uh, the Azrael before he builds the suit, but he is now Batman, uh, goes to deal with the Joker, and the Joker basically like sa- he says he's you're no fun, and he turns him away. He's like you're you're not Batman. Mm-hmm. I, you're wearing the mask, and you got the cape, and but you're not my Batman. Mm-hmm. And you just basically sit like it, the the fun is out of the chase, and so he turns around and goes back to reading his book. So it doesn't matter what kind of chaos the city has; it's uh, it's all it's always been about Bruce, mm-hmm. and uh, that's one of my favorite little mini moments mm-hmm. within within Nightfall. So that's my number five. Okay. Yeah. My number five is a uh, twelve-issue uh, arc from Marvel that was in nineteen eighty-four to nineteen eighty-five, and that was uh, Secret Wars. Ooh, um, the good Secret Wars. Yes, yes. yes that um, you know, like 
I was looking back over this and I was like, what a fun, stupid thing where it's just like, we're going to take all the bad guys. We're going to take all the good guys. We're going to put them on a planet. We're going to see who's who's the best. And it really is a giant dick comparison contest with everybody oh, yeah. that like yeah. the Avengers are like, F you X-Men. And the X-Men are like, F you guys. And Dr. Doom is like, F everybody. <laughs> and it's just, it is so insane. But like, I mean, some of the highlights for me is like, Spidey takes on all the X-Men, and he beats them all but Xavier. Mm. So Xavier wipes his mind, and then Spidey gets the black suit, which is kind of fun. Uh, the Hulk lifts a mountain. Doctor Doom proves why he's like one of the baddest dudes ever, that he's able to outsmart and take the Beyonder's powers. Um, but uh, like, I think it's also neat that like Hulk, they, they took away all their weaknesses. Like Xavier can walk around. Yeah. Hulk has his mind. Like... That's that's just fun. That like you know, it, it just you know the the lizard kind of has his mind. That like they, uh, it, it's it's good stuff, man. Yeah, that was yeah. a great. It was it's, a great arc. Mm-hmm. It's classic eighties fun. I mean, they just put yeah. them together, and it's like let's throw it all together. Yeah, and it was one of the first big. I don't know when uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths happened. I don't know. It had to have been around that time. Uh, was it in the seventies or was it in the eighties? Uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth was early. 80s okay because they were they were rolling through silver age in the because that's what it switched that's what rolled over the into that's what rolled us into i believe was silver age and the more kind of darker characters okay uh, and character tone like you're with people dying and yeah stuff. you're you're yeah. you're steve nolan batman who's who's wearing the blue and gray but he's still more i am the knight batman mm-hmm. and you know and you're uh and the, it kind of rolled rotated into that you know people actually die and yeah. characters go Barry, you know, Barry Allen quits. Yeah. yeah. That's it. He's done in the speed force. Yeah. I get you. Well, that was, it was more pre speed force. He probably know that he, he kicked the bucket. Then yeah. Jeff Johns fixed things. <laughs> yeah. I get you. Yeah. What's your number four? <laughs> <laughs> My number four is a, uh, a fairly unknown book from Sirius comics, which is a small publishing company. Um, it's called poison elves. A lot of people haven't read it, but it's yeah. oh, it's so beautiful. Single person, Drew Hayes, uh, wrote and drew everything, the whole series. It's about an elf named uh, Lucifer, and <clears throat> no relation to the devil. Oh. I to say that all the time. And he's uh, grew up a thug, uh, a killer, an asshole, like a Keebler elf, or like oh, a, no. like no, a like, Legolas like, elf, like uh, like high fae, yeah, like a like a, a serious. A serious fairy elf. Yeah, like like it's very elf, but it, and there's elves and there's dwarves, um, and it's semi modern. Um, okay. Not completely into that aspect, but they've got you know they've got several different things. Magic is still strong, but the best part about it is um, Lucifer. I mean, he makes the book, and it's if you know about it, it's Drew Hayes's. Um, it's the Sanctuary arc is my favorite because it brought into like this kind of like third real big arc. Um, very dark. He finds out uh, about an assassin company that's called the Sanctuary, and he falls into it from another guy who was trying to kill him. Um, when he comes back from a fishing trip, because he wasn't killing people, he was being a decent person for I don't know how long. But he finds his the assassins trying to kill him, and says he's going to kill his girlfriend. And Lucifer pulls a gun and blows his girlfriend's face away, and then goes after the assassin. Then the assassin who tried to kill them, which is probably you read the book, it's probably one of the funniest moments. Because it's one of those things, if you know them, and after you learn about his mindset, it, he was going through some depression and other stuff. But it's a really great book. Fights turn in his place, kills a lot of people. 
um, falls along and you find out about his best friend, Jace, who's on the other side of the law from him. Um, you find him and his girlfriend, Cassie, who's another assassin. And there's one great issue out of that arc called Sex and Violence, and it's no words. All it is is um, Cassie and Lucifer assassinating multiple people on different pages and different panels and arcs beautifully drawn with they're also having like this love scene where they're where it's and it's just sex and violence no words until the very last page of the issue beautifully drawn if you're reading into it you get a great feel for the story i mean i love that series i have every bit of it and i've reread it several times from beginning to end and it never fails to amaze right on I think I've picked up a few of those in the past. I knew what you were talking about, but not all of them. I haven't seen the Sex and Violence one. That's yeah, cool. there's a there's a ton of issues that they had, um, a lot of back issues that you're really never going to find. you you got to search for them to publish, but it's totally worth it if you get the chance. I It's dark, it's gritty, and it's, it's, it's a very dark sense of humor. So if you can handle a dark sense of humor stuff, then you'll laugh a lot in the book, and I do. Right on. Awesome. Uh, my number four is another is an indie kind of like uh, kind of like Poison Elves. Uh, originally put out by I just had to look it up. Originally put out by Caliber, but then I sold over to Chaos Comics uh, called The Lost. The Lost. Okay. Uh, it is a uh, future telling, effectively of like a present day Brooklyn Lost Boys, like Peter Pan and the Lost Boys. Okay. But they're yeah. all vampires. Okay. It, like. And uh, Tinkerbell is this creepy little like, dar- like dark-eyed, white-skinned fairy thing that like almost looks like a, like uh, like a like an imp, you know. Okay. And Captain Hook is also a also a vampire. They've been fighting for hundreds of years since Neverland was still in the Age of Pirates. Uh, Wendy Darling is a kind of homeless girl who kind of stumbles across this fight between the. Uh, between oh. the pirates and everything, and mm-hmm. it's it, it's really dark. Obviously, yeah. Um, someone you could tell that someone at Caliber basically sat down and was like, uh, you know, the re- yeah the vampire movie from the eighties, The Lost Boys. The reason why they named it for that is because you know they were a group of these kind of wayward punk kids fighting against. You know, the authority. The authority. Yeah. And so they took it one step further and was like, what if it's actually Peter and the Lost Boys? And they are the, you know, Tink is the original, you know, the, the pixie dust that she puts on them to make them fly. Well, that's because she turns them into vampires. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, re, it's a, it's a dark tale. Mm-hmm. Um, but good. I, I the art was really neat, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a lot of internal monologuing from Wendy. How many issues does, is it? Uh, four or five. Okay, all right. It's not very long. Not a series. This is just a no. Just no. A story. As, far, as far as I know, it was only like four or five issues. Yeah, I mean, okay. it, it may have gone farther, but I only read that first arc. Okay. Um, and it was neat. You know, Peter's kind of like this gang leader. Okay. You know, it was cool. Okay. Well, I feel bad here. You guys are all picking all these cool indie books. and my, The rest of mine are not indies. Yeah, no. Neither, neither <laughs> are mine. That but was, I'm just well, like, look at me. Is, <laughs> See, look at you. I was gonna, so mine uh, <laughs> mine is from, uh, uh, gosh darn it, I thought I had the, uh, it's it's Uncanny X-Force. Uh, it is issues 10 through 18. It's the Dark Angel Saga. Um, oh, I thought it was so 2014. Uh, basically, um, I don't know, man. Every, like... 
just so, like you said it is something that's so good i mean like i don't know what it is there's just something about it like uh one i love the x-force i love the 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 setup is wolverine psylocke archangel phantom x and deadpool mm-hmm. and i know that that like suddenly but the the thing is he's just a tag on on there he's almost never like he's just there doing his thing and they picked him because he's a killing machine and that's why like he's on this team and it's mm-hmm. like the black ops x-men anyway what they figure out is that angel's sick that um he has uh part of apocalypse in him and he's gonna okay. eventually become apocalypse and so they're trying to heal him and cure him but it doesn't work and then he eventually just becomes dark angel which is basically apocalypse but he's uh He's got long wings like Goliath from Gargoyles, and he hooks them like that, and they drag behind him like a cape. Oh, weird. It's, yeah. It's awesome. And it's beautiful. Isn't that still Jerome Pena? Is the artist? Yes. And, yeah. Uh, man, if I could get his signature or something oh, like that, like, it's beautiful artwork. Yeah. And then you get to go to the Age of Apocalypse, and it really ships Archangel and Psylocke together, mm-hmm. and I I dig that. They're my yeah. comic book couple that I'm like, they're, they're <laughs> good to be together. So, yeah. that. Uh, but it's really cool because it's linking, like, all this X-Men stuff at once, you get to go to the Age of Apocalypse, but then it's like, it's pulling back from the 80s when Archangel, like, it's like, no, he didn't just turn you into Archangel, like, he's got, he a, little, planted, he's got a little bit of it, yeah, he planted a little bit of you in him, or planted a little bit of himself in you, like, it's like pulling all these ideas, and it's just, that's cool, it's mm-hmm. good stuff, man, so yeah, the Dark Angel Saga, go read it, it's good stuff, yeah, good series, mm-hmm. Number three. Number three. Uh, my number three goes back to one of my favorite comic book characters um, the last several years really uh, grown love. Black Panther, the new series, um, issue one through six. Uh, oh, the Nation brand under new our one? feet. The brand new one. The yeah. brand new one. The Made it to your top one. five. Made it in the wow. top five. Okay. The reason is the all the Black Panther series that have come before, and I've read those. I loved Christopher Priest's work. Um, but... They took uh, Nehesi Coates and Snowfreezer Surprise, they just took a Black Panther in a different direction. They actually, instead of making Wakanda this magical place, they turned it into, they gave it like it's, they're trying to make it like its own New York or Manhattan, where it's its own character. And they really decided to build on, instead of just Black Panther, they build on Wakanda and the internal strife and the realities of an African nation that still has people who are technologically advanced, but those who are also still very um, baseline and tribal and cultural. And they really, Nehezi really lets you become, it's more of a political struggle, very Game of Thrones, very modern, um, but making it just more vibrant, making Wakanda this beautiful world that's not just one city it's multiple regions and different cultures and different cool. powers and a build and different creatures and everything like that he really delves into um the Dora malahe and that not all of them are happy being the you know his brides in waiting they don't all want to be guards they show them falling in love with each other and that they're different creatures and they want to be their own Society, they don't think the Black Panther is the proper ruler. And I was like, that's wonderful. It's it's not perfect society. Wakanda is not just this great little place. It's a little utopia. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. cool. it's slightly fucked up in there. And and plus, it, <laughs> but it just really, slightly. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's a lot of fucked up. <laughs> but it, it really goes this political strife, unrest, and then um, they really delve into the Black Panther and his ability to be a ruler and how T'Challa has never 
if you read the comics, T'Challa's never good about being a ruler. He does what he thinks is right, which is what any ruler does, but he's never always taken the mantle of being a ruler as an easy ride or a yeah a simple thing. And they really delve into that and, and they give his new suit some powers, like the stuff you see in the new movie where he's got the purple outlining in there. Mm. That's from the comics. And it's a, uh, the power in the comics is great because he takes the kinetic energy he builds from the... Uh, from the vibranium uh, yeah and beating the shit out of people and you know the movement and everything like that and he can expel it in different areas so i'm wondering if he's going to be able to do that in the movies too hmm. just because it's a newer uh set but uh a lot of things you'll see in the movie are in that first six issues um and and you can see that just what he's done and the hesikos is an amazing writer has done a lot of uh, political stuff about um, culture, you know, African American culture, and and building their own strength, and he's done a great job making Panther its own character. Plus, you've also, if you've any of you've noticed or are actually reading it, they're not shoving Black Panther into the Secret Empire stuff or that or this. His comic book is its own world, which I think speaks volumes to what they're doing on yeah. it alone instead of. Oh, you're another tie-in to. Well, it's something that Marvel. It's something that Marvel needs to do more. Yes. is more standalone arcs that are plots that are on good on their own and not just a puzzle piece of the current thing that is all over the yeah. magazine covers. Because nothing, nothing the Black Panther comic has done would really have anything to do with anything outside of Wakanda, which I thought, which I think is great, and and they've done a lot of that, and that's why I've turned that into that's in my top five. It's and it's beautiful artwork. And it and it just builds on what you should already know from the Panther comics. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, my number three is actually a Marvel. Ooh, I know. Ah. It's my last Marvel that I'll be nominating today. Damn. But uh, <laughs> uh, cold ass honky. Is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it it's uh, was it early nineties? Uh, you don't even know the issues. 20, uh, well, you don't even it, care because it, it spans like twenty two issues long. Is the rise of the Midnight Suns? Okay. Oh, Ghost yes. Rider, Blade, Moon Knight, yes. Dark Vengeance, all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Ghost Rider is my favorite Marvel character, and this was his best arc ever. It was when Dan Ketch. It was before things know, got. Man. It was before things got stupid. I don't Texera know. and Way were still doing all the uh, all the art and the inks mm-hmm. in the early times. Uh, we found out we get Johnny Blaze back, but not as Ghost Rider. Where, you know, it's like, well, if you've carried around the Zarathos demon in you, you, you're you a little touched. And that sucks. And the first time that he, like, goes to, like, shoot uh, Ghost Rider with just a regular everyday shotgun, the Hellfire jumps off of Dan Ketch and onto Johnny Blaze, but it doesn't actually hurt him. And it, like, co- sort of changes his motif and becomes this kind of, like, fiery gunslinger for a little while. It's it's just a really neat. Uh, we get uh, some of the best uh, Mobius the Living Vampire ever. Yes. Um, you like two or three of Ghost Rider's early early villains, uh, Blackout, uh, Death Watch. You know, the, it's some of the guys that you thought were just sort of one off creepos. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find out that the reason why they are the way they are is because they are all part of. They, they all had a little seed of Lilith in them. Mm-hmm. It was all part of this greater thing that all came to a head. Okay. And I thought it was an awesome series. And the first like eight comics, I think the uh, the comics themselves, if you lined the 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 covers up, yeah, they, they made, made they poster. made this really cool poster. Yeah. Yep. Okay. 
that got me into the Night Stalkers. Yeah. With uh, Hannibal King and Blade and Oh, I love Frank Blade Drake. 3. <laughs> <laughs> not not <laughs> You respect it. Respect it. I know it was uh it was great because Hannibal King was a true vampire. Mm. Uh, Frank Drake was the uh, great grandson of Van Helsing and Blade was Blade. I mean, he's not much different except he had a flat top because it was the nineties. <laughs> yeah, he had the flat top and the uh, Bobby Brown haircut with the with the little <laughs> uh, that and the speed lines. Yeah, and the cut in his hair was great. Yeah, he swung swords and wore leather. Yeah, and that's that was all that was needed of him. Yeah. Okay. See, I don't know, man. Like, I liked when. Ghost Rider teamed up with the brood, or with the X Men and fought the Brood. Do you remember yeah, that? That's a, yeah, that's that's a good arc. It was like four issues or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I liked that. And then did you guys read Spirits of Venom, where it's like Ghost Rider and Venom no. and Blaze and like it's just like four I saw issues parts long. Of it, yeah, yeah, like it's insane. Motherfucker's <laughs> always trying to ice skate up. Here. Exactly. It was just like I'm a naughty vampire god. So dumb. <laughs> so dumb. Anyway, so my number three. Is uh, 2014, uh, it is a little gem done by uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, and that is Batman Endgame. So, uh, this is, uh, and did you read this? Yes, I read it. Oh my gosh, this is a doozy. So this, so originally Killing Joke was here, but again with the whole bullet in the mouth, and then do I want to put, do I, do? I'm on a deserted island, do I really want to do that? Yeah, <laughs> like I'm going to feel even worse about myself after reading the Killing yeah. Joke. So this is at least fun. Brian, have you ever read this? I'm trying to remember, is this where we get Bat God? No. Okay, no, because no, no. I was about ready to yell. We get some, uh, <laughs> we get some Justice Buster. Because Batman fights all the Justice League. Okay, no, and it's, not, it's, it's not what I was thinking. All the Justice League get Jokerized, and mm-hmm. so it's awesome. It's the Joker swan song. Yeah, is the... because like this is kind of like their their like final fight basically, okay. and yeah. it's like you know during the middle of the fight, Batman's tackling him, Joker slashes his back, and then like then just jumps back and starts cracking up as Batman looks. He's got a huge smiley face in his back, and Joker's just laughing like, I can't control myself. <laughs> and I'm just like, motherfucker, you're not even taking this seriously. <laughs> as, as I'm reading it, and I'm like, I like, as much as I love the killing joke, mm-hmm. I think that this encounter between them takes the cake it's just it's but so they, good and they then built it up so well too. it's so good with the uh very first it was uh yeah on the new 52 joker comes back in the very first issue of detective comics and his face is ripped off and then we don't hear from him for like a year mm-hmm. year and a half and then suddenly they start this and everybody goes what the fuck is going on yeah, exactly like it's it's a beautiful like it's one of the ones that i it was easily in my top 20 but it was just one of those moments where I was like, oh my gosh, how do you... That's that's how villains should affect the character. Mm. Like, there's there's very few times you get many heroes and villains who fight like that outside of Batman and Joker, mm-hmm. Spider-Man and Green Goblin. Um, and It's such a rarity. And, and it's a the fact, to watch. too, when, he, when he's taking out the Justice League, it's not so up its ass like Tower of Babel is, if that makes sense. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, <laughs> where it's just like, where people are just like, oh yeah, Batman could take anybody because, you know, he's got a contingency plan. Like, this is, like, really thought-out shit, if that makes sense. That, like, how he's like, oh, by the way, Wonder Woman, 
I went on like the mystical black market and I got this hair and I laid it on you. Now you think you're killing me, but I'm walking away from you. It's like a like, hey, Flash, guess what? I'm going to put a little piece of there is no, uh, um, Gosh, there's no inertia. Yeah, there's no friction. Yeah, and he's wrecks because <laughs> there's one spot where there's no friction. Mm-hmm. And uh, Aquaman, what is it like? He can't touch. Or the more he struggles, the more it expands out. Basically, yeah, it's it was, like this gelatin, and okay. then he can't take out Superman. That's the other beautiful thing. Oh yeah, is was, that the, is was it the red kryptonite moment? And then it mm-hmm. just and it he's blasting it slowed him, with, him down, and but it couldn't he still stop beats him. the yeah. shit out of the suit. It's yeah. so awesome, <laughs> but. Batman Endgame, check good. it out. So good. I totally will. So good. What happened with Green Lantern? What did he do? Uh, if I remember right, Green Lantern... I don't, I don't even remember Green Lantern being He's on the cover, but yeah, I don't remember um, if he actually gets takes him out. I want to say it was early into... I can't remember. It's, yeah. I have to go back Interesting. and look at it. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know why that first issue has like, everybody's grabbing onto Batman. He's like punching him. It's legit. What's your number three, Jesse? My number two. Number two. Yeah, My sorry, two, I'm behind. Uh, is jumping back into is in the DC. <gasps> yeah. Yes, it's. Um, I love DC. Uh, I have no <laughs> hate for any of the any of the comic book places. They all do amazing work. They all do bad work. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> um, but mine would have to be uh, Grant Morrison's JLA New World Order, uh, issue one through four. Um, that was him and um, I can't remember the artist now. Howard. No, I can't remember. Howard Porter. There you go. Howard Porter. They brought back the Big Seven. And this is how I always felt the JLA was supposed to be. Who are the Big Seven? uh, Superman. Yep. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Batman. Yeah. And Martian Manhunter. Okay. Aquaman. Yeah. Green Lantern. And Flash. At the time, the fun part was we had uh, angry, gruff, hook-hand, bearded Aquaman, which... Still to this day is my favorite Aquaman. Ugh. That's I'm, honestly if but in the team in the comic book and by himself not always as great, but in the team setting, he was a king. He didn't take your shit, and he could show you he could take you out. And, and it was and as once he had the hook hand, that was the symbol of ba- enough bad shit had happened to him. Yeah, that he wasn't going to be a shiny hair golden boy anymore. Yeah. I still like the I like the new Fifty Two him. No, no, yeah. I, no, that, I, that's I, a, absolutely. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. I, I prefer love, that one. I love over. this one, but that was where I saw Aquaman, and that's how I always see Aquaman in my mind. Is when is he going to be that angry, pissed off king, like that warrior, angry king again? I, I always wait for it. I mean, it happens every once in a while, but it's not all the time. Um, and then you had my favorite Flash, which is Wally West. Um, that's the one I grew up with. That's the one I always see. Uh, and then we had Kyle Rayner, who I think is a great Green Lantern and respect. doesn't get, doesn't get the respect mm-hmm. he deserves. I think he gets overshadowed all the time. Yeah. It's Al Jordan. Fuck Al Jordan. Kyle Rayner saved the Green Lantern single-handedly for everybody. You know, he saved brought it back. Saved for Paraslacks. Yeah. I remember. but it was the new world order had the big seven and the white martians and everybody got an opportunity to show off their powers um and how strong they were um aquaman takes out uh one of them with a giving him a seizure because he's got telepathic powers we forget you know everybody's got a little they have a little bit of fish brain in there and aquaman gave him a seizure and he's like and he's like you know outrun that uh to one of the speedsters down there and then flash you know uh 
that's when he does his like um, speed punch and he bursts around the world faster and hits him like a million times in one second. There's amazing things. Batman shows you why he's scary. Like they genuinely made him a scary individual for those issues. He took out a white Martian because he figured out what they were and he drops it. He goes, I know what you are and drops a match because he lit gasoline around him in a circle, drops a match and they're all freaking out. And Batman's like, it's time, you know, <laughs> you know, he, he finally pulled his moment. Superman comes through and shows everybody why is, he's the golden boy. Is this is New Frontier kind of based off this? No, this was um, or like more like the TV show. This is more a, a little bit like the TV a show. A less friendly version yeah. of the TV show. Okay. Yeah, this is um this was Grant Morrison, Howard Porter pulling out bringing back the JLA to become a prime group. And this made the series wise this made them a flagship all over again. Okay. And they ran through you know uh, I think it was like 160 200 issues. Um Morrison didn't do it all but rotated over to Mark Wade and some other writers. They did a great job. I loved that series together, but New World Order it, you fell in love with DC all over again. Gotcha. You did it. Okay. it was great. Uh, my number two was almost the Dan Abnett run of Aquaman, most recently, Hill from last year. Mm-hmm. The, but the bleed into Deadwater, I was not terribly. It's, it's okay. It's a weird villain they kind of sort of rando created mm-hmm. as a bri- they're like hmm. is that the one that like he was transforming or whatever yeah he was like, and, and he can and, and, no. and he can and well and the, this creature uh, can basically t- if there's any moisture in the air whatsoever oh, yeah. it just kind of pops out of somebody it teleports I'm a monster it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it, like it was Aliens. what was happening in the the Atlantean slash American politics was cool mm-hmm. like it's where they've created the uh, the an, an Atlantean ambassador area, like a city, on uh, on the like the Massachusetts coast, mm-hmm. and so you know, it's Mara has now been assigned as a uh, she's like a polit- like a political advisor, and you know they're very heavy into the Atlantean aspects of things where they don't they don't know how to deal with people mm-hmm. uh, like regular folk, yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of. Uh, what do you mean we have to have dry sections? And they're yeah. like, well, it's because humans can't breathe water. You know, the, come on. You know, let's, let's, you know, well, they're not allowed in this part. And gotcha. Well, it's, it, it was a cool run, mm-hmm. but Deadwater kind of brought it down. Gotcha. So instead, I got to go with Aquaman the Trench. Oh, the first, like, four issues? Yeah. Yeah, where they Where they were like, okay, we got to remind people that Aquaman I'm, is I'm fucking awesome. really mm. hoping his movie I is think heavily, inspired. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be part... Khal Drago of the Sea isn't like that Aquaman, though, or at least Jason well, Momoa is not showing me that. Well, he's not supposed to yet. Yeah. They, well, they uh, said he's, he recently, he's rough and tumble, Arthur. He's not worldly king arthur yet and that's he's he's early throne of atlantis arthur where he hasn't become king yet yeah Yeah. uh the brother till still technically has claim to the throne mom's still alive yeah you know like all of these things have still you know he's he's basically been kicked out to go live on the uh live on the surface well if you watch it he's like a semi-alcoholic yeah like every shot he's drinking and yeah like i think that the is we're kind of getting off on a tangent for the movie. I think the movie is going to show him as, you know, it's, I'm going to say this, it's the fish out of water story where he's supposed to be somewhere else. He's supposed to be doing something else. And it's the first time that he gets a chance to fight with people at his own power level. Yep, there's your hook. 
But then when we get to his I'm movie, throw back, <laughs> we're just, oh. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, dude. All right, so why do you like The Trench? Uh, so I liked The Trench because, uh, first off, it was an Atlantean an Atlantean plotline that didn't have to do with Black Mana or Ocean Master. Uh, it, it was It was... A new villain that wasn't a villain. It was these creatures that come from below, you know, for, from a deeper place that, you know, the Atlanteans have had locked away. And it showed that, it showed human beings on the surface. When these, when the critters came out and started fucking with shit, that, you know, hey guys, I know that, I know that, you know, you, you think the Atlanteans are super scary and all that, but, uh... The reason why we're here is to keep like shit like this. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite memes is the Aquaman and Batman talking, where you know Batman's like, "Well, your 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 jurisdiction is the sea, and blah blah blah. I don't see very many threats coming from the sea these days." And Aquaman gets in his face and goes, "Cause I do my fucking job." <laughs> <laughs> and that's what the trench was: is that it was Atlantis got overwhelmed with this particular threat, and uh, we got to see in, in the very first issues that humans, you know, it, it, they kind of do, they, they sort of poke fun at Aquaman. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's a guy they, who talks to fish. I, you know? I love my, that part of it, how they poke fun at him for being, you know, the fish guy. And, oh, you know, you're riding your seahorse, Aquaman. You know, it, and it was that poking fun at him. but And then immediately he turns into a badass, like two pages later. Yeah, I dig it. It's my that's my Aquaman. You guys can have your hook hand, but uh, no, that I'm I am I, there is not an Aquaman that I do not love, no. including the Super Friends Aquaman. I see. Yeah, he has his place too. What about Magic Waterhand Aquaman? Um, <laughs> it had its place. Maybe at the back of the line. It's, he's definitely at the back of the Aquabus. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, but no, was that remind? I remember it was that reminder that it was an old story that. A lot of people forget uh, some of the old Aquaman tales. He fought, like, he fought and protected against like Cthulhu type entities yeah, every, in the sea every all the time. every year. He has to fight against the Great Old One to put him back in its box. Yeah, Aquaman does that every year, and you guys don't it's see like that. Santa. Yeah, exactly. Once a year, so you better like you know sprinkle some fish food in the ocean every year for him. <laughs> it's like one night. It's like pick up your pollution this year. Aquaman's out kicking ass. Exactly. But the the there's a the run that's going on right now is really good. Uh, but they've got these weird government agents that are like werefish, like yeah. genetic uh, the aquamarines. I yeah, believe it was. yeah, they're weird. I'm not. I'm not too keen on them. Most because the art's really bad on them. I'm not. I'm not a fan of yeah. what they look like when they transform. I guess I understand the idea behind it, but all right, I, I digress. The trench number two. Gotcha. So my number two. Hey, look, it's a DC. Uh, it's it's this little gem from uh, the team of Jeff Johns, Dave Givens, Ivan Reese, and uh, Ethan Van Shaver and Pat- Patrick Gleason. Uh, this is Green Lantern: The Sinestro Corps War. What I like to call <laughs> Jeff Johns' uh, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, so basically, Sinestro just says, "Hey, f everybody! I'm gonna make my own Legion of Doom, basically, and give Superboy Prime the Martian Manhunter. Uh, they take Kyle Rayner and shove Parallax." inside him and just make them all yellow lanterns and he's like all right we have battle world and we're gonna take over everything that's where mongol gets his like nine rings isn't it it's Mm -hmm. that's that's uh starting it's at the end of that is when he gets his tent you know no it's because sinestro gets defeated and then that's when uh then 
uh, Mongol then takes over yeah. after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but oh boy, it's uh, it is good stuff. And I, I, I don't understand your love for Superboy Prime. Why not? He's just, so just, great. He's a gunman. I'm angsty Clark Kent from Human World, and I'm mad that nobody believes I'm Superman. Yeah, and then it's mm. like, and I like too that like so. That's I, that I just love the fact too that it starts out with uh, he's in his little box from Infinite Crisis, and Kyle Rayner like makes a Supergirl that blows a kiss to him, and he's just staring at him through the box, and then they leave. The corp gets attacked. They're like, holy shit, we got to check Superboy Prime. The the constructs just open and everyone's dead around it. How, what's not to love? I, uh, Motherfucker killed more Green Lanterns in one sitting than anybody else. He's and then by the end of it, he's tearing. He's fighting the Justice League, the Sinestro Corps, and the Green Lanterns all by himself, and he rips apart a Guardian. But I mean, we we kind of got that in Infinite Crisis. It we did, knew, but this we is knew better. He's so powerful. This is better. That's, that's that's kind of my point. Is that I think it's he's better. He's, He's I don't care. On the this is awesome. And then the know. fact that it ends with basically Sinestro's ring. They use a Manhunter to drain his ring, and Kyle or Kyle and Hal's rings are just are defeated. And Sinestro's just like, "Fuck it, let's do this." And then it's a fist fight at the end. The Green Lantern thing ends with a fist fight between is the that, three. I remember is that, that where the panels of uh, uh, "We Were Always Friends" is that no. in that one? No, no, okay, no, no. no. But uh, I don't think so. I don't remember. I don't. I think that's that was a that's a heart like a tear jerking moment. Night. Yeah, yeah. Or no, I think that no. That's what. That's the end. Okay. Jeff John's last thing. Yeah. yeah. Where yeah, but uh, but yeah, and I it's just oh man, I can't. That first and it's, fight in it is visceral. Like it's heart pounding, mm-hmm. and it's you can see like, they're grabbing pieces of wood when you and watch smacking it, each other with it. They're really giving it their all. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'm gonna fucking end you. Yeah. And, Once and for all. And, and the fact, too, that, like, you know how, like, when comics change, like, you know, it's going through, like, Green Lantern, Green Lantern, Corpse, and, like, yeah. the art changes, and it's really frustrating. Well, guess what? Who Ivan Reese, Ethan Van Shaver, and Patrick Gleason, they must have gotten together and tried real hard because it's very similar throughout yeah. the whole thing, and it didn't take me out of it. But, yes, Sinestro, it's, it's like a movie. It's so freaking good. And... I know I'm never I'm never gonna get an animated version of this. I'm never gonna get a live action version of this. It's just it's never yeah. gonna happen. Like, and I've just I've come to terms with this. Just go and read it, guys. It's so freaking awesome, and it just shows why I love Green Lantern. And it's got you know like yeah, everyone loves Hal, but I'm a big Kyle fan, and he's just as much a part of it because he's a bad guy for half of it. And then they've yeah. got to they have this internal struggle where they got to get parallax out of him. It's so good. It's so anyway, so good. Like I said, they don't give Kyle love like they should. He's he's been through. I feel like he he's, he's been, been through, through more hell. Uh, His girlfriend he, was in a fridge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they fridged her. They did. Uh, Chopped he, her up and his, put her in a fridge. This year's been real good to him. Yeah, I I like the fact that he's becoming a White Lantern. He's the Prime Lantern now. Yeah, he's has made it. Got everything. He's, he was Ion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, there's another. They put Ion at Sodom Yacht, and then Superboy Prime just beats the shit. <laughs> <laughs> he broke. Fuck a Daxamite. Exa- he broke the will of Ion. He beat him that bad. I just want to toss that these out are there. these are all reasons why I don't like <laughs> Superboy Prime. I'm just like whatever, man. Like, like, it's you're, fucking cool. You're just they throwing just, fuel on my fire. <laughs> okay, so he's this like broken thing. They don't take him out very often. They haven't even brought him back. Good. Into the like. Well, they the, can't. He hasn't burst his way out of the. Uh, no, he's just still on the wall. <laughs> he's on the source wall. 
That's the last time they Oh, he'll break team. his way out eventually. Maybe. Um, I don't know. But I just like... They need him for a story. Yeah. Maybe. I'm, I mean, I'm awaiting. Story. That's... I'm awaiting... Like, I'm excited. Like, I'm oh, so good. Just beat Jeff it. Johns, if you have the opportunity, bring back Superboy Prime just one more time for our favorite fanboy. Just right one here. time. One time, Jeff, if you need to take out, if you need to kill some people. Just one legit. issue. One issue. It'd be legit. Just call it Prime. And just I, oh, Superboy man. <laughs> Next, after the Watchmen stuff, it's just like, you just Prime. Yeah. And that's, it's just like, oh, shit. Guess what's happening? Superboy Prime, Dr. Manhattan. Exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> Nope. No. I know. He doesn't have a chance. No. He doesn't have a chance. Serum is like dying. Oh, man. But what if he did? <laughs> Shit, But man. what if he did? What if he did? Oh, God. Uh, what's your number one, Jesse? Uh, my number one is a... Uh, this is a big deal. This is yeah, it one. is. This is the one that you're grabbing for the most because you're on a deserted island. This, is, this number one is... By far one of my favorite series. Very short-lived. Um, I did just one arc, even though the whole book, you know, the whole, it's a it's fairly limited series. It was about, oh, about 24 issues altogether, but... I appreciate you limiting it. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Mm-hmm. I did it to issue 7 through 12 of uh, Planetary by Warren Ellis and John Cassidy, um, Image Comics. There you go, just saying more stuff that I'm like, I don't know it's what that is. beautifully <laughs> written and beautifully drawn. <laughs> And the best part is it's Image, and what they did is Planetary is a group of individuals that go around and find the world's secrets. So they find, you know, they're uh, archaeologists. Um, they find pretty much everything, but it's it's that high ideal, high fantasy, high um, that crazy science fiction type of stuff. Um and the fun part was, is they poked fun at Marvel and DC, with, but they did it in such a way that shows their love for it, but that in this world, they don't stand a chance. Um, it features three incredible characters. Um, Elijah Snow, who has who is Iceman without turning himself into ice and being a prissy dick. So he's Elsa. Uh, oh, God. If Elsa... <laughs> Elsa were if Elsa were a older, older angry bitch, then yeah, it would okay. be Elsa. All right. So he's uh, the Elsa at the beginning of the movie. No, he's the oh, uh, future damn. version of Captain Cold. Yeah, you could see that. You could say that. Where he gets um, rid of the gun and has his actual powers. Yeah, before, way before all that happened, and then they have Jaquita Wagner, super speed, strength, uh, classic uh, female Amazonian power character who loves to get into a brawl. Um, and then there's the last character, Drums, who does tech, but his abilities allow him to, you know, see technical aspects and everything kind of looks like, the whole world to him looks like the Matrix for the most part. And he taps into it in different pieces. So what they do is they find different things. Um, there is a great, the first issue in it is a Constantine reference. This character who's kind of like the, who dies and he's a magician, like Constantine, kind of an asshole, ruins things, but you know, does his own sort of anti-hero type work, they find out that he faked his death and ruined this superhero. Um, and it was the funniest thing about the one of the things about that issue was they he told him about the superhero comes down and he's pissed and he looks like shit and he faked his own death so that way he wouldn't have to deal with this lifestyle that Constantine character type faked on him, which was like taking pictures of him in a hotel room with like 15 
uh, half naked, come everywhere, tie lady boys. Like it's it's dark. <laughs> like, and this superhero's like, you fucking ruined my entire life. Like it's it's so fantastical and great. It's and and they just go on this. They play on the radiation experiments from uh, like the Hulk. From the no, not from yeah. the Hulk, but more like from the forties uh, and fifties when they first tried the atomic bomb and like, had that um, that uh, city. That was their testing grounds for it. And they showed all these people who gained powers and died and lost powers. Um, they have a kind of like homage to like Superman, Wonder Woman, and Green Lantern. But they all get killed. Like there's higher powers at work who are this Fantastic Four type. If the Fantastic Four were twisted, miserable fucks. Like it's fan- it's great. Like they find the Superman child who would have been there. And it's this alien in, the, in a red cloak, you know, and... They're going to get out, and the guy who's like Johnny Storm goes up and just, oh, not what we're fucking looking for. Boom, torches it and kills it. And he's like, what? You want me to what? Save it? It's too fucking late. I killed it. You know, and then they get the Amazon over, and they kill her before she even gets to, she. they kill her midway. Green Lantern, they pop him out of the sky before he gets the opportunity to come down and share his powers and his abilities. Like, it's, it's these fantastic plays on darker... Um, and darker takes on our characters and the people we love, but in an homage way as well to show them that they are amazing and they do so much. But in this world, they wouldn't cut it. Um, and it's one of the best parts because at the at, in the middle of it, as they go through it, you see the pieces and they solve one of the biggest mysteries in the original first four issues. Um, you find out Elijah Snow is these one of these uh, century babies that lives for 100 years. And they learn from a little bit from the last century and take it into the new century. So he learned a little bit from like the 1900s or from the early 1800s. And he learned under Sherlock Holmes to find the world secrets and be this archaeologist detective. And then he takes it on and he does the things that people aren't supposed to do. And there's so much more to it. But I feel like that was one of the best sections because it gives you these homages, these references on how weird and how wonderful this world is, while at the same time solving the biggest mystery. And at one point, like at the very end, the last issue is you're getting ready to read and you get to the very last page. It's pretty much uh, as you're reading it, you look at the character does an event kind of like this bigger event that gives a big middle finger to the bad guys. Like, let's go. Game on. Let's fucking do this. And the last phrase he says is what Sherlock Holmes told him. He goes, this is it. The game's afoot. And I was like, oh, it's one of those ones you can read at the end and send chills. You don't even have to read the next portion. You Mm -hmm. can let your mind go 100 miles a minute and try and figure it out. And when you finally read the end, if you ever get to read the whole thing, it's just awesome. It ends on a high note. Characters are brought back, people die, things get resolved, and it cleans it up in nice fashion. It's probably one of the best miniseries that I've read in a long time, and I recommend to any person, read it if you love comic books, if you love craziness. Give Planetary a dive. Sweet. You're number one. Number one, Blackest Night. Really? The Return of the Jedi of Jeff Johnston? I... uh, (laughs) I think that it's probably one of the most interesting alterations of what we already knew in the D, in the DC universe. The introdu- the kind of introduction of the alternate uh, color spectrums, getting to meet some of these 
the you know, the art style alone, uh, where you see things from how the Black Lanterns see things. They see things in emotion. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like those. Just some of those panels told stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite panel is one of my favorite panels is where you see uh, Deadshot, mm-hmm. and he has no emotions. He's gray, mm-hmm. not because he's crazy, but because he's legitimately a sociopath. Mm-hmm. I don't feel anything. Stone Cold Killer. Yeah, I dig uh, when uh, Sinestro makes a giant construct of himself to get in everybody's way. Yeah, and it has a Green Lantern symbol on it, or on his own chest, mm-hmm. and it's like he still sees himself. He still sees himself as, as the hero, yeah. even though he is. The anti-Green Lantern. It's he's, so He's always going to be the hero of his story. Mm-hmm. But some of the best villains out there always mm-hmm. think that they are. Yep. No, I, I adore the Blackest Night over the, the collective arc. Mm-hmm. Um, what led up to it, not so much. And what comes after it, not so much. But that actual... It's like nine issues or whatever. Yeah, like that actual... The, the rise of the Black Lanterns, uh, the... Um, one, of my, one of my favorite panels uh, is where... The Kal-El, uh, the Kal-El Black Lantern, where he's charging his ring, the one panel that shows the diner that's just his percentages on his ring going up, and because of what you've read ahead of time, or before then, you know that every percent of that ring is a heart that he has ripped out, mm-hmm. and that whole panel is like 17%, but it's just one, three, six, five, and you can you can you don't have to see it to know what's happening in that building. Mm-hmm. That Black Lantern Superman is just destroying everyone in there in the blink of an eye. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I, I I think the the art and the idea behind it is amazing, uh, and it's probably one of my most I, I read it the most uh, as far as the, uh, uh, the the rereading of the arcs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got the big scary black shiny silver cover hardcover version. I probably get it down off the shelf maybe once every other month. Huh. Okay, my number one. Uh, it's a four-issue miniseries in 2009 and 2010 by uh, Brian Michael Bendis and uh, Oliver Capolel? Capa- Capoli? I don't know how to say that. Purple? Yeah, maybe. That, that mm. might be it. I don't know. Uh, it's Marvel Siege. Um, basically, uh, it was uh, presented as a... Uh, as It was the blockbuster of the summer. Man, it reads like it's a blockbuster. Um <laughs> Basically, yeah, I was gonna say that. So basically, Norman Osborn has control of of uh, the of Shield. He's renamed it Hammer, mm. and uh, Loki has been whispering in his ear for some time now that hey, you know, Asgard's on Earth. You should get rid of it. You should get rid of it. And eventually, Norman's like, you know what? We should get rid of it. And so he takes his Dark Avengers. To uh, Asgard, and uh, all hell breaks loose as the Avengers show up, and it's kind of one of those where uh, you've been learning through the Dark Avengers story that uh, this, there's something going on with the Sentry. We don't know what exactly is going on, but eventually uh, Thor ends up smacking him in the face, and you start seeing the Void, and uh, it then turns into the good guys and the bad guys are working against the Sentry, because he is... This crazy threat, Iron Man ends up dropping a helicarrier on him, and uh, Thor ends up smacking him with his hammer. It's it's wonderful. It's, it's wonderful. Oh, it's, it's good stuff. the best page, the splash page, 
pretty much he waits on the sentry. It's great because you get this lead up. That mm-hmm. was one of my favorite parts of Siege is you get this lead up. They're all fighting. They're all getting into it. And Norman's like, bring him in. And the sentry comes through and blasts straight through Asgard, which is sitting over, which is floating. Like Oklahoma like, or something Yeah, like, like over that. like a small town in Oklahoma. Bursts straight through Asgard and tears through it. And then suddenly Ares, who's on the, good, who's on the Dark Avenger side, says no we're what we're doing is wrong this isn't right you know he was they under didn't the deserve Im- that he was under the impression that loki was in control of asgard that's why he decided yeah. to help norman and then when he finds that out and he goes against him and the one of the best splash pages that made you really scared Ares is a bad motherfucker Ares is war. like a, a wolverine and hulk mixture not well, quite as strong as he's the god of war. yeah but he was it, you knew he was badass and Sentry just rips him in half. Like, in this beautiful... Guts everywhere. <laughs> guts and blood and dark eyes in shadow splash page that you look at and went, fuck Like, it was so... I loved that single page alone that I, I, I wanted to finish the series. I want to see how it ends. See... I, I like when, uh, so they take out Thor pretty early on. Thor tries to defend Asgard, but then uh, they're able to knock him out of the sky, and then it's all the Dark Avengers against him. And Jane Foster ends up pulling up, and they she pulls him to a town nearby. And Norman's like, hey, Dakin, Wolverine's son, go hunt him down, finish the job. And they're all talking through the things, and as like everybody's all fighting, Dakin's like, hey, I found Thor. And um, Norman's like, okay, don't wait to engage will back you up. And Dakin's like, nah, I got this. All of a sudden, you see from Norman's perspective, you just see lightning come down. <laughs> and, and Norman's just like, shit. And uh, you just see, like, Dakin's just burnt to a crisp. Like, it's, oh, so, ah, oh, it's just, it's like a movie. Like, yeah. it's like, man, like, there's just all these parts that are like, man, yeah. this is just what, like, this needs to be. There's... It's, Bucky passes back the shield to Cap. Yeah, and it, he clicks again. He's like, "No, I, I'm good with this." Yeah, like he's, he's got he's, a gun. I'll shoot people. There's it's, there's this great moment when the Avengers first show up, where all of a sudden, like Norman turns, and you could see as the panels are going down, like the shield is getting bigger and bigger and bigger on his helmet, like the reflection. He just goes, "Oh crap!" And then the next issue is him just getting smacked with the giant or with the shield. It's so good. Splash page heroes coming down. Check it out, guys. It's good, like, Seth Fisher seal of approval. <laughs> anyway. But, yeah, so, so that's our that's our top five. Woohoo! Yeah. Very different. We didn't have any crossover. Not a single one. Really? No. We yeah, have a lot is... of love for each other's stuff, though. There's yeah, a lot yeah, of things yeah. that we all... Uh, approved. If we if we all were stuck on island together, we'd definitely be like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah when you you're, check when you're done with that, check this one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I should read this one. Okay, okay. Well, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, stay tuned for movie news here in just a second. Okay. Welcome back to movie news, guys. Jesse, hit me with it. All right, so we've got a couple things going on. Uh, from some photos we've recently seen, or I've recently seen, I don't know if you have, Hawkeye, our favorite Clint Barton, played by Jeremy Renner, will... Our favorite Archer. Our favorite Archer. Maybe. Our favorite Marvel Archer. There we go, I'll take that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be playing Ronin, the... Uh, 
angry, fighting, masterless samurai type character in Avengers 4. At least he's dressed like it. He's dressed like it, which there is some uh, possible news that uh, he will be losing his family, which causes him to become Ronin. Um, we've seen him with the boots. He's got some tattoos for the movie. I think Hawkeye's going to get a little dark in the fourth Avengers movie. I hope they give him some love. We've got to give yeah. him something to do. I mean, exactly. he was, he really, I don't, like, he should have died. He got the shaft ever. in the first Avengers movie. Well, he got movie. the shaft in the Literally. second one. Yeah. Pretty much. It was just like, hey, I got this family. And hey, was that an archery was... joke? Slightly, yes. He got the shaft. Yeah, he got the yeah. shaft. And the quiver. And the <laughs> I little fletches. It's okay. Um, we've also got the Justice League coming in at a uh, two hour, I believe it's two hour. And Just over two at the end of the credits. Yeah, two hour, almost ten minute run Think they'll have something after the credits? Oh, there's... there's I'm calling there's... it now, I'm calling it now. Okay, 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 okay. All right, it's Steppenwolf, and he's like all hurt, and he's like, Master, <clears throat> to, to oppose the Justice League is to... Is to court anti-life. And then all of a sudden, Darkseid turns and smiles. I think I want to shit on you right now. <laughs> or it's brilliant. Also, uh, or it's also brilliant. Thing, there's also one other thing we've heard. We still haven't heard much on the review portion for Justice League. Mm-hmm. They aren't um, allowed out until like the day of. They're supposedly going to be putting out reviews on the 15th. Uh, just from our panel right here, uh, a little nervous or... They just want to save uh, save all the glory for when it comes out. My view on it is controversial. It's uh, okay. It's why we love like you. They're holding it because the critics love to pan DC shit. Yeah. They, they, they adore it. They're like, oh, it's time to give it a shitty rating as soon as we can. So yeah, fuck them. <laughs> fuck the critics. Fuck them in their stupid Rotten Tomatoes asses. <clears throat> Do you say Justice League? Yeah, shit. Here we go. I pooped in my hand. Justice League. I feel I feel the same way. They don't care much for it. Um, I think Wonder Woman has made a believer out of some, but not enough. What about you, Seth? What do you think on... I don't know, man. You're coming at me with all these superhero movies. When am I going to get Emoji Movie 2? <laughs> that's, that's all I'm over here waiting that's for. That's all I'm waiting for. You guys are talking about Batman 9 or 10. Yeah. Emoji Movie 1. I'm just waiting for Happy Feet 3. Yep. Um, More dancing I, penguins. I I don't know. Like I'm nervous. I want it to be good. I want to like it. As you can see, I like DC stuff. It's not that. Like I don't. I just man. <laughs> like I don't know what's. I re, like they got a lot of shit to do in two hours. There a is, lot of shit. There is a lot because they're gonna have to introduce yeah. cyborg. They're gonna have to introduce. Uh, Everybody. Everybody. Except Batman and Wonder Woman. And then we yeah. gotta somehow get Superman back. And then you know they're gonna introduce Green Lantern. And you know that they gotta... I, I yeah? Think, I think oh, the, it's them. I think it's Green them. Lantern is gonna be a stinger. I Maybe. Think, I think that that's gonna be our after-after. Maybe. But I don't know why the trailers seem really needing to show me when the movie's called Justice League. I'm seeing a lot of Lois Lane. I don't know why. The movie's called Justice League. Why are we focusing on that? I just—it's got me worried. I'm worried. Superman. I'm That's worried. Yeah, Maybe. I was gonna say because how much is he gonna be in the movie though? Enough. To enough. Bring Superman. Two minutes. He's gonna be enough to bring Superman back, or to show that Superman is still Superman, even though he's probably going to be evil Superman. You think through so? Some I don't think, of the movie. I don't think he'll be evil. Or he'll he's just, going he's to be coming back 
As long, if he comes back, if he comes back, <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna give me evil Superman in the show. Holy fuck! In two hours, you're gonna. And Brad can't all, stay off an episode. You're gonna, you're gonna introduce all of that and evil Superman and Lois Lane fucking around in a fucking film. Black suit, porn stash, Superman. God damn, I'm excited. I'm excited um, for that. Moving on. But, but what is twenty minutes gonna fix? The whole fucking DC, right? I don't know. I'm excited. I'm gonna go see it. Glad that the I train stopped it. here momentarily to drop Brad off. I'm gonna. I'm excited, oh, guys. <laughs> I'm excited. We'll see. I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic. I believe. I just think I believe Justice League will do well because people want it to do well. It's a billion dollar idea. Hey, let's put Batman and Superman together in another movie. I'll go. <laughs> like, that's how people are. Like, that's, it's that simple. What? You've got my favorite character? Let's go watch it. Yeah, sure. I love Batman. Um, fat Fleck. <laughs> fat Fleck? He's looking real fat in the car. Oh. <laughs> oh, God, there's this. Is he driving? Like, he's this just, isn't a part of the plan. He's like, this isn't a car. Is he, <laughs> is he driving through? You know, I will, I will go just to watch the excitement on Jason Momoa's face in every scene because you know he's just having fucking fun. Yeah. And that that is selling me on a big portion of it because I I like him as a character. I think he's underrated as I think he's underrated. I think he's typecast because he's a fucking he idiot and he chose to do all those simple typecast roles, but if you've watched some of his other stuff, they're all very these are all great character actors. Mm. And I think they can, if they actually, I think they want to actually do something with it. So I mean, I know very little about the the actor that's playing Cyborg. He's um, newer. I have not seen him in much, but I've everybody else has done great things. You like Ezra Miller? Yeah. In what? Uh, the Don't per- say Harry per- Potter. No. Per- <laughs> perks, perks of being a wallflower. Okay. Um, despite the fact that I think the movie's terrible, uh, let's, let's talk about Kevin. Uh-huh. Um, that movie he did with uh, Amy Schumer, where he showed off a lot of his comedic shops. Um, it was like we, my wife and I watched it. It was a, a bad movie, but Ezra Miller was really funny as the uh, you know teen intern mm-hmm. and just so weird. He was so okay. weird. It was really no, funny. I, I, and I, I get think, it. I think I, he's gonna do quirky, weird Barry very well. Mm-hmm. Okay, my whole thing is just that I just love the CW and maybe that's the it, problem. It, you the, know me. I bleed CW. Yeah. And I I can set myself aside, especially with the idea of a DC multiverse, and just go this is a different Barry. And okay. we'll see how it goes. We'll some see. of his some of his scenes we've seen so far are fantastic. Mm-hmm. We'll you just know. see if those make it into the movie, though. Yeah. That's the whole thing, because, heck, <clears throat> these days... Trailers, you never know. You, yeah, you exactly. never know, you ne- yeah. you never know what's going to be it. from the trailer to yeah. the movie. Exactly. Uh, right. Moving forward, uh, we have Marvel Runaways. Uh, new trailer popped up on Hulu, which is going to mm. be coming out November 21st. Uh, for those of you who don't know about the Runaways, a uh, group of children of supervillains. Um, but they're not, like, heavy-duty, in-your-face villains. They're low-key, and they find out... That their parents are all crazy supervillains, and they take to the road and run away. One's got a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, Gertie, the yeah. dinosaur. Yep. One's got like uh, metallic hands. Another's alien powers. One's a witch. Another's just super smart. The youngest person in the group has super strength. It's it should be interesting. Um, a lot of those places are taking great mm. strides with those properties. 
Um, we already said it earlier. Preacher's getting renewed for a third season. Yay! So Jesse Custer and gang will be back. Uh, I can't wait till we meet the Langell family. I cannot. I cannot get enough Cassidy. No. No. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> so good. Uh, and then um, coming in, uh, a rumor. Uh, Deathstroke movie yep. with Joe Manganiello or Manganiello, whatever the fuck his I'll name is. I'll believe it when I see it. And Gareth Evans of The Raid. I'll believe it when I see it. I really would rather him do The Raid 3, to be absolutely honest, but I'll take it. I don't, Here's the deal. What do you have, what's Deathstroke movie going to be about? That's that's where I'm where I'm coming up. It's going to be on an island is with Oliver. That's, <laughs> that's that's where I'm coming into a to a blank. I would love to see a good Deathstroke movie. Gonna fight the Teen Titans. Um, What's he gonna do? I mean, that is that's my thing. Is that depending on when they when they insert it, mm-hmm. because that we we know that there was test footage of Joe in the armor. Yeah. That, in theory, was for screen testing for Batman. The Batman movie. Yeah. Yeah. If they put the Deathstroke movie after the Batman movie, that whatever he does in the Batman movie. Is he going to still be in the Batman movie? I, I have no idea. See, that's the whole thing. Yeah. That's what, see, this is why I'm worried. Because, like, you've got, like, Wonder Woman does well, then we decide to do six Batman spinoffs. Because, like, I hear that they're mm. going to do a Joker movie where it's going to be, like, a Scorsese-inspired, like, yeah. mob flick. And you got... Sans Jared Leto. What? In, what I've heard, their theory, they're looking at the, doing... That they're talking about doing a younger version that's not Jared Leto. Gotcha. And I heard, too, that he's not even 100% sure if he's in Suicide Squad 2. That, like, he had he said something about that, like... I think that they've got a ton of plans, and I also... There's a there's something to be said for smoke screening the shit out of the public, currently. Just make another Wonder Woman movie. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah, why not? It worked. Give us something and then build through that. That's all I gotta say. But whatever. <laughs> I'm worried. Uh, just over here in my corner. <laughs> you're angry. They're um, not angry. I'm just <clears throat> concerned. Concerned. Mm-hmm. DC concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also uh, news that Daredevil season three, uh, season three is bringing back Vincent D'Onofrio yep. as the kingpin. That time, the man who should have should have been in Defenders. fucking Defenders. Yeah, could have saved yeah. it. Should have been the bad guy. In Saved Defenders. it? You thought it was that bad? No, I think the ending was awful. No, I agree. And I, I think I, I think having a kingpin bow at the end would have been perfect. Okay. Uh, one other thing I've heard, uh, or two other things I've actually heard, they are moving forward, and they have the full cast now for the Teen Titans show that they are mm-hmm. live action mm-hmm. um, with uh, Dick Grayson, Starfire, Raven, Cleveland. Beast Boy. Beast Boy. Um, <clears throat> the nice thing about is. Uh, Dick Grayson is going to not be Nightwing initially. He's going to still be Robin. more Dick Grayson before, and this is him transitioning into Nightwing. But with that, like how many Batmans are we going to have? Well, the, <laughs> you know what I mean. As, when it, yeah. like, as long as they play, as long I feel, I'm a Nightwing fan. I, me too. I, I, I feel like as long as they play him as not Batman and they play him as Nightwing, happy go lucky. Mm. Still can pull off the dark side if need be. It's before Bloodhaven's really sank into his bones yeah, yet. Yeah, before he's that, you know, before he's been kind of dissuaded and kind of semi-broken, he's still positive, leading a team, and doing what he does best, which is being that strong leader, um, showing that he has the skills, 
Um, the one part I want to see, are they going to be able to make Nightwing truly acrobatic Nightwing? Yeah. Or is it going to be, you know, parkour 2.5 Nightwing? Yeah. That's the one part, as a fan, I'm a little nervous about. Gotcha. For it. Last week we got our first ever legitimate, we've had Bloodhaven references before, but are we our first legitimate Bruce Wayne uh, reference yes. on Arrow. I did hear that. Uh... It's just that could be Bruce Wayne behind the mask. How many Bruce Waynes are, are we having? Like that's my whole thing. Is how many Batman's are we just gonna do? I don't know, man. Well, if it is a multiverse, then we. Could I get have you. Yeah, there's an so it's just, it's just a. It's just another story. Yeah, it's another you. story to listen to and enjoy. Okay. Yeah, cool. Um, and then there's also they're in the uh, pre-production stages of a Nightwing live-action feature, like full-length mm. movie. Um, With Ben Affleck? No. 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 This is gonna be. Completely separate and Nightwing. What the fuck are they doing? Like he's no, it's still gonna be set. They're Tell looking at about Agents of Shield and the Gifted. Dude, that's a fight. But my, you can't help that. No, but my point. They is, can is help that, this. Like, but, like that's but my, the, my point is, is that you can't cherry pick the universes. They just they do what they do. Mm-hmm. Can't cherry pick what? You can't. who's making this Nightwing movie? Isn't WB making it? No, no, no. What? This is part of the. This is part of the. They're saying it's part of the DCEU that we've called it, the Extended Universe, but it's not <clears throat> 100% onto it yet. They're more or less in the pre-production phase, finalizing script and figuring out who they want to cast as Nightwing. Who's got the rights to it, then? Well, it's it's like how Lucifer is Fox, but Lucifer is a, a, a Vertigo, which is DC. Which, yeah, I mean, but like they it, bought that. That's the, like, the Fox bought that. Like, if I were WB, mm-hmm. why are they giving their properties out for other people to go? They go, no, we've got an idea. You can't take our character because that's going to mess up what we're doing. It'd be like, no. you don't think that? I mean, especially with what they're making, like, they're making DC movies. Yeah. Why are yeah, they but, handing, <clears throat> handing guys out? Nightwing's not going to be... You don't think he'll show up at all? Not in the silver screen. No. Why? I mean, d- Jason Todd was there, right? I mean, as a side reference. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, like, so Nightwing's got to exist out there. I mean, wouldn't could. we? Yeah, could. I mean, yeah. it, it, they, if they chose Batman to do even more by... Batman-centric, sure. I mean, yeah. they're doing a Batman movie. I mean, okay. I just think that's silly to, uh, to start giving away your characters, especially now when you're trying mm. to build the universe. Like, Marvel, they didn't know what they had or whatever when they made X-Men, or X-Men got made, and they're like, yeah. oh, we'll just start giving it out to everybody because we don't have any money and Stan Lee's broke. Like, it's just like... <laughs> Like that's like I love just I love to think about that image in my head. What Stanley? That like Marvel's just like here, have some money, have some money, do these things, do these things. Stan's got to eat. It's true. And then like grabs his cut. Excelsior. Exactly. (laughs) Make mind. Exactly. Exactly. Make me a sandwich. I'm gonna be over here. (laughs) So yeah. Okay. Trying to think. Was there anything else that uh, that popped up this week? I haven't read anything that was like super exciting. Star Wars had a little like behind the scenes thingy that was like a minute long, two minutes long. It was uh, just really more like Ragnarok is coming out right around the corner. Yes, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. and all of the reviews are saying that it's super fun and very flashy. It's Guardians of the Galaxy number three. I'm I I was more excited until the critics started saying how amazing and colorful and and beautifully fun it's going. If I hear could, if I hear fun one more time, it's Fun! Exclamation point! Fuck you. I want substance. I don't want cotton You don't candy. know that. What is, this is the icing we were talking about earlier. World War Hulk was a good fucking book. Yeah? 
and they're sandwiching it into a cotton candy Ragnarok movie. You Actually, know if, I can, if I can cut in here, I agree with you. I agree with you. No, I agree with you. Uh, Ryan and I were talking about this, and um, you know, it, it can be fun. And that's you haven't great. seen it yet. But uh, but Thor, what did he do when uh, Ultron was happening? And you no, know, a Civil War. When Civil War was happening, he went off on this big hunt. This you know, vision quest. There, there was uh. stakes. There was stakes. So if now he's in, you know, Asgard, he's just fucking around, you know, joking around, and it's all fun and games. It's like, I need to see some stakes. He needs to take some of it serious because he wasn't even there for Civil War, you know? You couldn't put him in Civil War. He picks a side and he oh, he just ends the other one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. It was him. He needed to go off and he was on this grand mission. So I'm sure there's, he's there's on some, some magical there. quest. And that's... that's yeah, I'm he's, sure he there's is. a quest, but he needs to take some shit serious if he's on that quest. I'm sure he is going to. And we'll see. So that's, There's got to be stakes. I'm curious how that's going to play it's out. It's quippy. I don't know. Jeez. It's, it's fucking <laughs> Ragnarok. Yeah. The name of the end of creation is in your title. Your first review should not be colorful and fun. Yeah, and I hope it's colorful and fun, but from different characters, maybe not all yeah. driven by Thor himself. This as long as they make it, I, I don't mind the colorful and fun, because everything we've seen so far has all been exactly what you said. It's been colorful and fun. What I'm hoping is the end product is truly Ragnarok, the destruction of Asgard. I, I hope that truly does end it. And from what I've heard, teaser-wise and kind of the uh, bleed-in and some extra stuff that I've heard, it's I don't feel it's going to end on the happiest note, but I uh, hopefully Marvel doesn't do that, and I'm just like, oh, that was colorful and fun. I still I won't buy it. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I, I'm... I was way more excited about it before the trailers started mm. coming out. I thought the trailers made it. It's like, oh, it's another, to get, it's a Guardians of the Galaxy, which I enjoyed a lot because that's the set, that's the theme and the setting for those. And this one just, it's like, oh, it's a sci-fi show that's got, oh, oh, we're bringing Loki back, which seems like uh, something probably shouldn't have put in the trailer, but you know, I just. I am not expecting much out of it. Yeah, I'm expecting the, I'm expecting it to be a hollow flick filled with flashy lights. I've been saying since the trailer came out, it could really go either way, left or right for me. And so I'm very curious what this end product's going to be. I mean, it's going to have to set up for Infinity War because there are no more movies except for Black Panther, and I can't imagine that one's going to set up Infinity War that much. Black Panther looks amazing. I can't wait good. for Black Panther. You, like, it's... It's my holy grail. I think I'm. It's one of the movies I've most been excited about, and and I'll say it straight up for it. Uh, as a black American, I am excited for a ninety percent black cast to headline and feature a strong movie, and it not be Medea. <laughs> I'm dead serious. It's ninety percent. What? Uh, tell me, I'm lying if it's not Oscar worthy. Which people really don't remember. People watch it, yeah. but they don't like Twelve Years a Slave or Moonlight. Yeah. If unless it's Medea, that's the only one that really gets the uh, the love or the commercializing, and that everybody shows. But Black Panther is gonna. I feel it's gonna show a strong cast. I'm a little annoyed to have the uh, supervillain who wears your suit type of battle. I, say, I, I wish they wouldn't have shown that in the trailer. Yeah, I wish they would have left that out and let us watch it at the end. Um, and I get it. I'm a little annoyed with that after watching it several times. It took me a little while to fully digest the entire show. But there's 
so much to it. And if they go the way I'm hoping they do, which is that international um, power play and political struggle and, and really take from what's been done in the past and what's being shown in the new comics... I'm probably going to blow my load mid-movie. <laughs> I, I, uh, I loved that we got to see, just for like a half a second, um, the uh, Claw's mechanical hand. Yes, yeah. We, uh, got, we got Sonic Laser Hand. Yeah. yeah. And he's not and he's not in a really dumb, you know, he's red jumpsuit. A, yeah. Like, I think that... Because yeah, I, I thought he was one of the strongest, like, side characters from the mm. Ultron movie. Yeah. I was like, oh, they introduced Claw, that's cool. Oh, he lost his hand, that's cool. Mm-hmm. God, <laughs> I hope it gets as much publicity as Wonder Woman because when Wonder Woman came out, it yeah. was like we finally yep. have a female hero. Yeah, yeah. I, we're t- when we're talking African American centric, I mean, we're talking cast and crew. From yeah, yeah, absolutely. To screenwriter. I'm, I'm excited for that. I, I'm waiting to see, uh, you know, uh, uh, Forrest Whitaker as Zuri, spiritual leader. I want to see Shuri. Michael I B. See... Jordan looks so sick too. Yeah, right? he looks Michael like B. Jordan is so ripped and he just looks badass. Gary Big uh, and I like that he. I like that he didn't go with an accent for it, mm. um, and they made him more. And he was kicked out of Wakanda, right? Yeah, and the Killmonger gets kicked out of Wakanda, and he's an outcast, and he's more Bronx street style. Angry. What a badass name too, Killmonger. Yeah. Eric <laughs> like, Killmonger. Yeah, obviously he is the bad guy. So it's like Lucifer <laughs> being kicked out of heaven because Wakanda's so high tech and looks like the most the. Looks like paradise. Kind of, yeah. But he makes it back. I'm, I'm interested to see how they play it out. Um, uh, the sci-fi aspects, the um, technology, the the full-on culture. I think yeah. so far it looks visually stunning. Yeah. They, they Bright and colorful and fun? Not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Bright and colorful, yes, and that's because they're bright, trying to show that. Bright and colorful in places, though, because like the yeah. like some of the street scenes and things are. Uh, that, I mean, it looks like well, yeah. a normal movie, not you know, painted and, Jeff Goldblum. And I watched it. Uh, I watched two versions. I watched a version showing the original trailer that they put out, and then the new one. And they actually darkened the new trailer. Um, for all the characters, because it should have that slightly darker tone to it if they're going to take it in the direction I'm hoping they do. Um, if, I'm excited. I think if, if they go wrong, I'll I will I will disown Marvel and I will watch it, but I will not be happy. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, guys. So good on movie news. Oh, I think so. Stranger okay. Things comes out tomorrow. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna be able to watch it till Monday. It's really disappointing. Sit down and watch the Demogorgon devour your friends and family. Do you think it's the Demogorgon? It's something all new. The newer, more improved, exactly. bigger Demogorgon. It's, it's crazy. Mom. Maybe. Mama Gorgon. Maybe. That's my weekend, man. Pizza and Stranger Things. I That's wish it. that was mine. And Suburbicon and the new Saw movie. And Why are you watching the new song? It's, it's Halloween. I don't really, honestly, don't give a shit. But it's Halloween. As a, I almost called you and see if you wanted to go to. Let me know what time. Okay. We'll see what's oh up. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm actually kind of curious. I thought the trailer was really well cut. I'm kind of curious how. I was gonna say, I think the trailer looks, looks fun. I just, more than I checked anything. out after the second one. I was like, eh, these were fun. I mean, see, the whole Saw series wraps up really, really with a really cool bow. Yeah, I've heard. Which is why I'm super interested to see why make this if, one exactly if this is a cool offshoot or if it's it, like we get in there and you have an it's hour like a and we're decade like later isn't it yeah mm-hmm. so it's like 
is this just a money grab, or is the, or did someone come up with a really cool idea and bring it? Who is it? Is that Twisted Pictures? Yeah. 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 It, like, brought it forward and said, hey, I've got an idea for another slide movie. And they're like, fuck you, we're done. And he's like, no, no, read this. And they go, okay, shit, yeah, all right. No, 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 I, w- I want to see who... It's brilliant. Yeah, I want to see who... Get Tobin up. Bell on the phone. He comes <laughs> we need to do some recording. He's got a great voice. Oh, yeah, he, he does. does. Uh, the voice of Savitar for Flash Season 3. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. The voice of Savitar suit. Correct. Yeah, correct. It's really just... Uh, Zip, job, zip. People might not know. We're Crix. Oh, we're Chris Zanty. We're Chris Zanty. We can talk about what? what? Savitar is buried from the future. Zanty, oh. kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> kiss my ass. Uh, uh, Have you guys watched the trailer? Have you not for... seen it? No, I did, and I just it just brought back the memory of watching emo it berry. and everything went through and yeah long hair emo berry <laughs> you missed that was my hair flip emo berry because my hair is in my eyes um i can't, I can't. <laughs> seth can do a good emo hair flip i i don't do my my hair stays in most one, one place direction. it's legit even if it gets wet is it like that for the most part yeah it's cool it doesn't get to my eyes it doesn't, it doesn't you guys watch the trailer for Suburbicon yes looks that looks fantastic so what's it like Falling Hard is that that movie where the guy just loses his mind and oh, just falls falling, falling down falling down yeah that's, that's what Michael it looks Douglas like yeah. oh, but it no, looks like not. that this is, this is but he's dressed by, like that this is written by that the Coen brothers it. directed by George Clooney who's real good friends with the Coen brothers and yeah. he gets their sensibilities and their humor so I'm really hoping man I hope it's a dark ride man in 1950 mm. Suburbicon I think I'm all about it. Plus Julianne Moore's in it. And... He's, what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> you should uh, introduce... I'm not here. You, but you this are. This is your show, dude. You are. Hey, this is your show. I'm just, I just came This is party. the voice of the great beyond exactly. speaking to you. <laughs> so guys, um, it's time to talk about Operation Weatherproof. Okay, so for lack of a better term... It's, we need your fucking money! It's cold in here. <laughs> We want to keep recording in the winter. Got some yeah. Tauros in the atmosphere. <laughs> it's like, um, so basically we are doing uh, donations and we're adding $5 to the pot tonight. And Did you just make a Pokemon reference? No, no that's a Bring It On reference. Worse. Why? You Continue talking about Operation <laughs> Weatherproof. Thoughts on... He hates Porks. Thoughts on Bring It On. Just the first one. The first one? Uh, Kirsten Dunn slides a douche. Unbeknownst to many, uh, new to the show, probably to everybody in the room too, I actually cheered in college. Uh, I was a cheerleader in college. And you may think to yourself, that's just fucking weak, dude. Were you, did you like the boys? No, it's, uh, you were, no, he loves the pussy. If you cheered in college and you were a heterosexual male and you went to a college nationals, Think about going to, uh, as a male, a red-blooded American male, you get to go to Daytona Beach, Florida for four days um, and three crazy nights of, uh, <laughs> with 3,000 cheerleaders and dancers of college age and at times questionable morals. Gotcha. Okay. There's a lot of magic going on in college. A lot of magic. Gotcha. Glad you had a very good time. I did. Bring you it on. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, bring it on is fucking horrible. Like the bad the worst thing is I was watching it and I was like, that's illegal. You can't do that in high school. <laughs> Who the fuck are these kids? Where's their coach? How do they do this shit without a fucking coach? I know I didn't learn this shit magically out of nowhere. Oh yeah, let's just watch a video and try that. Fuck you, I don't wanna die. 
I love that your critique of that movie has nothing to do with its plot and its actual like crit- like it's the history the history dudes yeah. who watch World War II movies and go their uniforms are all wrong and the tank is driving backwards. No, you know, you're like that mount is awful. What are they doing? And I the love biggest that. thing and the one of the things that pissed me off the single most is uh, fucking. Um, What's her face? Kirsten oh. Dunst's neck. No, that's horrible it's too. Like nine it's inches like, too yeah. long. How do you do that? She should put like rings around it, like the African tribe. <laughs> She'd be great. Um, no. Uh... <laughs> from, uh... You can say it. Was her the girl is uh, Eliza Dushku. Yeah, yeah. she's and great. The movie, she starts Faith. out and she gets on the team because she's a badass fucking tumbler. She never tumbles once again in the goddamn movie. <laughs> never again do you see that bitch do one tumbling pass. She's in the front. She does cheers. But the bitch is a tumbler. Throw that bitch in about eight passes and stop having her cheer like shit in front of everybody. I love you, Jesse. Please. <laughs> so anyway, that was a... Awful on- fucking movie. Bring it on reference, not a Pokemon reference. Was it also Tauros is a Pokemon? It's also their mascot in the movie. Oh, okay. That's where that came from. So, guys, um, and not all black squads are like that. Not all of them have attitude. Some have common sense, but a lot of them have attitude. Did yours have attitude? It's a mix. Spring the tude when it needed to mm-hmm. be. Oh yeah, you can you can turn on. I don't. I like to act like I have common sense instead of acting my color. I got you. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Ain't nobody fucking playing in this game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so weatherproof Operation weatherproof. weatherproof. Yes. Yeah. So Operation Weatherproof, guys. We uh. So we're in a garage. That's the Dragon's Lair. Fun we're in fact. A, we're in a studio. The studio is a garage that is poorly insulated. It is cold in here. It's still a studio. It gets really cold in the winter. It gets really hot in the summer. Really, what we want to do is freshen it up. And I'm not yes. talking like we're going to put, you know, a skylight in it. Like, we need to, like, insulate it. And yes. that's all. We are just asking for donations. We just put five bucks in. Every episode, we're going to slowly try and collect some money. Um, and you can donate on our website at adventuresinvideoland.com and it's going to help and it's in three phases and we are, uh, are we two phase two yet? We're getting no, close. We're a, we're a ways from phase two. Well, we got about 150 bucks to go to phase We're getting two. there though. Every week we're getting, we're, close. We're getting a little bit more money. We're going broke. <laughs> Trying to get this <laughs> so bitch insulated. Some more money other than the, uh, than, than me. So throw some money in. Um, if you're out there. Oh, we got PayPal, um, adventuresinvideoland.com. Yep, it's on the I'll page. It out there. Yep, yeah, you can donate. How, how many years have you have you uh, frozen out here? Oh man, there were <laughs> two now. Yeah, two you, two seasons. Two seasons of Video Land. Sweating your ass off, being cold. Yes, there were yeah. times when we. I remember talking about uh, Force Awakens and getting in the car yeah. and being like, "I think I'm gonna die. Like I legit, <laughs> like I'm gonna pass out at the wheel." <laughs> you know what? Finally, maybe break down two marathons back to back. Right when fall hit, right, and uh, our our marathons are versus some of our biggest hits, and uh, we had two back to back. You just heard a fucking cricket the whole time outside that thing grew out the door. And I'm like, there was one time I, I stepped out. It was a Miyazaki marathon, and while they were talking, and I kept like, on trying to cast my shadow over the couch and stuff because then the, a cricket got inside. So I'm trying to cast my shadow over the couch because then the cricket would shut the fuck up. And then I would move, I'd sit back down, and the cricket would, would uh, you know, jump in again. And it, it just wrecked the entire episode. The entire episode. So we don't want none of that. 
Gotcha. So that insulation and things like gotcha. that will... Speaking of versus, this Saturday, guys, Evil Dead versus Evil Dead 2. There's a pull-up on the Facebook page. Mm. Don't forget to vote. Hey, what's your favorite? That's a hard choice. That's like choosing between my left hand and my right hand. I don't want to give up either one, but I have to. If you give up one, you get a sweet hook, though. Yeah, or I could get a chainsaw. <gasps> chainsaw. Or a golden hand. Or a Or, or a, a robot. an animated hydrokinetic water the, I think the question is, hand. do you like tree rape, or do you like lamps laughing at you? That's where it comes down to. Tone. <laughs> tone. It comes down to tone. Evil Dead 1 has the, the classic tree rape scene. Brad, you Brad, yeah. yeah, I've seen him. Yeah. Brad, you're in the episode. Why are you talking about your your opinions already? Yes. Yeah, no, no. I'm asking you guys. No, but tone. One has a tr- classic tree rape scene. The other one has. I mean, like laughing. It's low budget so I'm versus you guys. higher budget. Yeah. Low budget Two versus three hundred thousand versus two point nine million. Yeah. Versus higher budget and opening a gateway into successful franchise. Yeah. Yeah. But so, which tone do you go with? Evil Dead Two. Evil Dead Evil One Dead feels like half a movie. It doesn't feel like a complete. And fuck you, Kyle, for being wrong. Uh, yeah. That was hard. What? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Where are you going? Evil Dead One Two. You don't. You don't. Not for sure. I love them both. Um, I will have to say, Evil Dead Two does step up the game a lot more. But without Evil Dead One, you wouldn't get two. But Evil, Evil Dead, Dead 2, two really, you wouldn't have Army of Darkness. Yeah. Or um, Ash versus the Darkness. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go you Evil Dead Two. Evil Dead One, Seth. Really. You probably didn't care about Straight horror, pure horror, no comedy. Pure horror and the antagonist was not likable. That's that's part of my problem. I, will say, that, I, I, like, I love both. I love both for different reasons. Ashy. Yeah. I don't like Ashley from the first one. I, I think he's a wuss and I don't care for him at all. Like, like at the end of the movie, I'm like, that doesn't surprise me yeah. that, that the shit went down that, it, that way. For the weird thing, it truly screams, oh, this is their first movie. Like that, Evil Dead One is their first. I mean, you can just it screams it the entire time. That's I think that's one of the things that makes me love about it that it's straight horror. It's it's bad. I mean, it's, it's B movie bad a lot. <laughs> it's of gritty. Time. It's gorilla filmmaking yeah. at its finest. It's yeah. There's some really interesting things going on. And it's and it's one. really bad acting. And then Evil Two, they're like, oh, let's let's do it the let's do how we meant to do it. And yeah, I'll go Evil Dead Two. I'm gonna have to. Jesse, what have you been watching this week? Uh, I have been catching up on all my favorite shows from Supernatural to Arrow. Sam. <laughs> I love I don't give a shit. That they are they are We're gonna well, have to like dedicate like three. Supernatural is past its prime, but I s I can't. It's you it's can't drawn stop. me in from the beginning. Yeah. And I keep watching it. I think that when that show ends, we're gonna have to do like three episodes, like with different people. Oh yeah, and talking mm-hmm. about it. Like mm-hmm. I'll do like a maybe two episodes worth, like because I know several people that like super. Do the early movie. years and then the later years. Well, just mm-hmm. I think in general, we're just like people need to just sit down and talk because we're gonna have to like you know decompress because it's we're gonna, gonna be, have to process the journey, the journey thus far. The Impala. I really. I mean, Sam and Dane can go, but that Impala, that. It's a beautiful car. Uh, anywho, uh, I'm watching all my favorite uh, CW shows, um, all our superheroes, uh, Flash, Green Arrow, um, uh, Legends, which I I think Legends is becoming my favorite. It's the Legend, best. Legends is having a lot of fun this mm-hmm. season. It's the best. And, did you uh, did you see the Bawana Man uh, reference? The what? Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> A what? What is that Bo- word you just said? Bawana man. Bawana yeah. man. 
So there is a very obscure, really terrible hero <laughs> from the Justice League of America yeah. in the comics, like late fifties. Yeah, his name's Bawana Man, and he wears this dumb little kind of fabric jaguar hood okay. and a loincloth. And his power is oh. that he takes two animals and he combines them into one animal. Okay, and controls it. Okay. And I don't mean combine as in like the strength of the elephant and the it literally is, makes it is like if he took the strength shit. if he took like the strength of an elephant and the speed of the gazelle it would be this creepy mutant gray gazelle thing with a trunk that he would be like let's go yeah, so in the last last week's episode nice. at the the, the strong man mm-hmm. is he, wearing the water man's outfit did you notice the dragon balls on the ground yep too I saw the, the uh, dragon balls dragon balls from dragon, dragon ball, ball Z. Reference. I they were all around the ring. Sorry. There were these random balls that like people were supposed to be standing on, I guess, but like they had the stars on them and it was in the exact I don't know why they decided to do they, that, do you know? Because they they just they love having fun and they are they are it's they put in what they want to They're play having in. a blast. Yeah, they put in their references and the things they love about DC and other TV stuff and everything. Yeah, yeah, whatever they want in general. Yeah. 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 I thought that was kind of cool. Um, so I'm watching all my favorite uh all my favorite shows that I keep going uh yeah, all my CW shows, uh, Blackish, and I started off um, watching. Oh shit! What was the series? Um, damn it, that's gonna bug me now. Uh, I started off a new series that I've been pretty interested in. I caught the first episode or TV or Netflix. Uh, TV. Oh, it's gonna bother me. I'll come back to it, but okay. Are you watching Riverdale? No. Okay. You don't watch Riverdale either. I watched the first season, and I uh, towards the end there was just too much going on, okay. and I'm like, this is the most convoluted thing I've ever seen. Okay. We've well, been watching uh, all my CW shows, similar yeah. to Jesse and I can hang out and watch CW stuff. Uh, I've got uh, I watch a lot of uh, food shows all the time because I love to cook, and okay. so uh, occasionally I'm inspired to go out to like the Asian market and buy duck feet or something stupid. Okay. Um, but the, uh, I, right now I am finishing up Mindhunter on Netflix. Ooh. It's really good. Uh, I, I threw it on as background noise and I'm really, I'm very happy with it. Uh, but come, come tomorrow, Stranger Things 2 will be on my, in my queue while I'm, uh, doing, thing. doing things and stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Uh. Oh, and Red Wings hockey, but you know, it's hockey. Gotcha. I've uh, I've been doing my uh, been watching a lot of Godzilla lately, like Excellent. like '90s Godzilla. Fantastic! I watched one last night that I did not care for though. Where like they use a black hole generator, they're gonna try and kill him with a black hole generator, and then they there's a like a dragonfly thing that gets caught in it. Okay. And then it creates a bunch of them. It's like Megla. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Where it's like a swarm of a swarm of uh, evil insects, insecty things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there really isn't a fight, and like I don't know. It just I was like I was super disappointed. I'm like, well, not judging things by the cover anymore because I thought the cover looked cool. That I was like in my little Hulu queue. So I've been watching, watching some Godzilla, uh, watching wrestling, um, uh, then. Uh, I'm trying to, and then you know CW shows that, but I mean I really only watch Flash and uh, and Legends, even though like my coworkers say that Supergirl is the best thing ever. Supergirl's a lot of fun. They've so. got a, they've got something going on with Supergirl this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, there's they've introduced a, a secondary character uh-huh. 
and they're doing a really good job of keeping it mysterious. We don't know her name. We don't know extent of her powers. Is it something that was a one-time thing? Is it actually is she a character that we're, I'm supposed to be looking for a tie-in? Like it's it, it is definitely keeping me interested. Okay. So right on, and that's that's basically it. Yeah. Nothing too exciting, you know. Goldbergs and uh, and Brooklyn Nine Nine because those are my feel good shows. So yeah, she figured it out. No, it's gonna fucking bug me. Okay. I will uh, <clears throat> once I remember it. I have it. I've uh, only DVR. I've been DVRing it. Um, once I figure it out, I will post it onto the page. The page gotcha. to try and figure it out because that's well, gonna bug the shit out of me now. <laughs> Jesse, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on the Twitter space and the Insta paging <laughs> <laughs> at uh, Jr. Wooey W O O W I E. Uh, on Twitter, Instagram, right on. Uh, Facebook, Twitter. I do not gram. Uh, that would be at Brian CP Steel. Super easy. They're both the same. I'm Seth. I'm on Twitter at Laird Geek L A R D G E K. All one word. Follow me. I'll follow you. Um, finally hit that hundred follower threshold that I wanted to get. <gasps> yeah, yeah, but half of them are porn stars or something <coughs> like that. They're just, the bot. They're just bots. I get so upset that I'm like, oh, someone liked my tweet. Heather, you ain't real. <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> hey, I do hate those. Yeah. Oh, hey, it's so-and-so. Wait, you followed me and unfollowed me like seven times. Just, <laughs> just choose one. I'm tired of you fucking retweeting me and not really meaning it. Yeah, it's just, gosh, just leading me on. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm Seth Fisher. You can, like, I don't know. I don't really talk on Facebook. So, uh, you know, just do, um, just follow me on uh, Twitter. It's better. Speaking of Twitter and CW shows, Mark Guggenheim liked one of my tweets earlier this week. Who? The CW showrunner. What'd you say? Uh, I was bashing on Trump. And Mark was giving me high fives. Okay, cool. American pastime. Cool. Yeah, super excited. All right. Awesome. Well, guys, you've been listening to uh, Criticism at its Finest. Uh, we're Adventures in Video Land. You can find us on uh, Tumblr, Instagram, uh, uh, Twitter, at Videolanders. Um you can also check out our awesome website that Brad works tirelessly on. Uh, it's at adventuresinvideoland.com. But my good people, don't forget that the uh, conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. So join the group. Chit-chat about movies. We like talking about this stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah we'll get involved. You can. We're not just handsome-sounding voices. We'll actually be, you know. You know. <laughs> we're not the smooth, silky sounds you hear over your earbuds on a daily basis. We are here to pleasure you in so many different ways, be it audio or maybe even the written word. (laughs) Damn. Episode 242, Spoken Word. Exactly. (laughs) Two more months, Pantheon starts back up and that's when shit hits the fan. (laughs) Holy fuck, does it get crazy. This is true. So, my good people, we're going to end this how we used to. Go with God. Yeah.